Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 14, Cutting Off Our Sin. And so this this topic comes from just a discussion I was having with a friend who was saying, you know, one topic that I would love to hear you talk about uh, would be you know, the idea that Jesus brings in the Bible where, you know, it would be better for you to cut off an arm or to gouge out your eye and, and enter into the kingdom with, you know, a mutilated body than to, to be sent to hell. And so what does that mean? Well, there's a few takes, I would say. Uh, but ideally, I don't think that Jesus is calling us to literally be cutting off our limbs and gouging out our eyes. But what he is doing is he is really being explicit with um, disciples that we are to be taking our sins seriously. We are to be radical with killing it. We are not to tolerate our sin. We are to be helping our brothers and sisters be killing their own sin. And so there's there should be some kind of accountability going on between friends. I mean, if you have a good friend, I would say that a good friend is someone who is not going to put up with you like playing around with your sin. They're, they're going to get in your kitchen and they're going to d- just destroy it. And they don't really care about your feelings. Uh, what they care about you is that what they care about is you becoming more like Christ, uh, to becoming more holy and to becoming more sanctified. Cause that is, I mean, Jesus came to, to, uh, to, to save his people from their sins. And so if, if you are in Christ and you belong to him, there should be, that should be a reality, you know, more and more up and to the right to where you are going to be becoming, you know, more holy. I mean, obviously Hebrews twelve fourteen talks about, you know, pursue peace with everyone and holiness for without you will not see the Lord. So holiness is important for a disciple. One of the, one of the things that strikes me about you know, this idea of being radical or taking our sin seriously is the word hate. I don't know if if Christians hate their sin as much as they should. Uh, I know that there are seasons and times where, you know, people just, you know, oh, I don't know, I just don't want to put in the, the energy to, to be just killing it. So I'll just, kind of like the coronavirus, they just, they want to quarantine their sin, just put it off to the side to hopefully keep it from spreading. But that's just not how sin works. Like if you do not kill it and slaughter it, it will totally kill you. I, I think it was John Owens that said um, about um, the Bible, like the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. And so um, the more that you get like into sin and you allow it to rule your life, well, the less that you're going to want to have anything to do with, with God and his word. And so we should be praying that God would give us a heart that just hates sin that we would want to. And I kind of think about like in my younger years. So when I was eight, I actually got introduced to porn. And then, and when Joel and I were dating, you know, I got back into, to it. Um, it was actually more of an accident. I was kind of trying to think about like, well, what does it mean to be intimate with a woman? You know, I had no really idea. And it was just, so I did the search and, and it just ended up turning into a major stumbling block. But what was interesting is that even before the Lord changed my heart, I came to hate that sin. And I, I actually just killed it. I wanted nothing to do with it. It wasn't until the Lord saved me and that I had started reading the Bible and I realized that, well, that, that lust, 
um, that was actually sin against Jesus and my wife. Like we're, I'm called to be pure, and that was that devastated me. And so that's you know I ended up going to my wife to 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 confess that to her because we were married and it had happened when we were married. But that's the idea of what I'm saying is like we hate it so much to where we just there is no way we're gonna play around with it. We're just we're gonna we're gonna run. We're gonna flee. We're gonna kill it. We're gonna we're gonna get accountability in our lives for those things. Like we're not just gonna try to isolate ourselves and and just hope that it goes away. Like you know someone who is serious about killing their sin is gonna be taking um, is gonna have people in their life who is going to hold them accountable and willing to just get in and disrupt the kitchen at any cost because them killing their sin is important. And so um, I would say, like, be praying about hating your sin. Uh, A sermon that just totally gave me a totally different perspective on uh, my sin was, uh, I think it was 2007, uh, Resolved Conference. I really liked that a lot. But one of the messages was C.J. Mahaney's The Suffering Servant. And I just, I'm always struck by that sermon. Um, I, I literally was driving home from work because I, I was commuting from Everett to Federal Way, so I had plenty of time. And so that sermon I had listened to, and uh, I could not listen to it on the way home because it just brought me to tears. And, um, but in that, CJ talks about um, Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for our sins. And in there somewhere, he talks about this idea of like, you know, are, are you walk, you're walking around with these nails in your pocket and are you, and these nails represent, you know, the sacrifice of Jesus. And so when you play around with your sin, it's like you're playing around with these nails. You're not, you know, the, the, the sacrifice of Christ is just irrelevant to you. It doesn't mean anything to you where it, that should totally move you to be like, no, like Jesus died for this. I am actually going to kill it and you kill it. And so, you know, anytime you're thinking about, um, you know, doing something that, you know, you're not really sure, well, that's, you need to ask yourself, is this something that Jesus died for? And if he did, don't even entertain it. Um, you know, one way that, you know, you could be, you know, protecting yourself, your, 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 and your family, you know, specifically husbands to wives and to the family is like, you know, if you ever are interested in watching a movie, you know, well, don't be blind. You know, don't, don't set yourself up for failure. You know, maybe do some research. I do it all the time. Like I'll research the movie. I'll kind of see what's going on, what's in it. What kind of scenes are we looking at? Is this going to be a temptation for me? Um, is it going to cause me to want to lust? Is it going to, is going to, is it going to be helpful for my wife or or for my girls? Or is it going to be a good, a movie that would be, you know, in some sense, it doesn't always need to be redemptive, but like, is it going to be, is it debauchery or is it something that actually there's a good storyline? You got good, you got evil, you know, does, does, does the, the good dominate and, and win and have the victory or does evil win? Because obviously if evil was to win um, or there's debauchery, well, it's out. I'm not even interested in that. I, I won't entertain it. And so, and sometimes it's hard because there's a movie I really want to watch, but then I start reading the reviews. I'm like, you know, my heart says, yeah, this is not good. But then my flesh is like, no, we should, we should just see really how bad it is. And I'm going to be the first one to tell you, yeah, scratch that idea. 
you know, it's not, it's not worth the conviction that the Lord brings. And if you don't have that conviction, then that's a problem. But we should be concerned about what we're watching, what we're putting into our minds, and what's getting into our hearts, because ultimately that stuff's gonna, that stuff will work out. Your theology is gonna work out. So if you're filling your mind with a bunch of crap, well, that's you can't expect holiness to be coming out. So we need to be cleaning the filters and making sure we're killing sin. Um, so yeah, check out that that message, the suffering servant. Um, I mean, it, it, that leads into another point is, I really feel like, you know, if you really want to just be getting after killing your sin, well, really meditate and consider, you know, the sacrifice Jesus made for sin. Um, there's plenty of books that, that talk about that. And I think that that would be beneficial because the more that you, you know, you meditate and consider on Jesus, who he is, what he's done, you know, and specifically for sinners, like that's, that, I mean, if you have a heart that, that, that God has, it, that's going to move you. That's going to move you to be obedient, to want to be um, handling uh, the, all situations in a manner of, of what, you know, what is going to, what does the, the Bible allow and what does it not allow? And, and you should be going in the direction of up and to the right. When you do sin, you should be quick to confess and repent of that and be learning, learning from your sins. Like, I mean, if you continue to be running into the same sin over and over and over again, well, there may be some, you, need, you may need to get to the root. I mean, I get that some sins just linger. And, you know, obviously, like, you know, I mean, you can be thinking about anxiety. You can be thinking about, like, maybe, you know, anger. You know, so, well, I'm not calling for a, a complete, like, just it's, you, you don't ever have a problem. But, like, are you getting better? Are you growing out of those things or, or actually growing in a sense to where, you know, you, you know, six months ago or maybe a year ago, you, maybe you would have just handled it in a, in a way more immature way. But now all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you're the family, the people around you, they're like, oh yeah, like, you know, I remember this and now you're doing, you're, you've done better. Um, you know, <clears throat> so, but yeah, be reading, meditating on that. Um, another thing is like a book that I, I found valuable uh, was by Jerry Bridges called Respectable Sins. Uh, clearly it gets more into the, just the, the small, what we would classify as the smaller sins. But, you know, the, all sins should be killed. So, I mean, you know, envy, covetousness, um, you know, uh, like uh, lust, um, you know, uh, anger, you know, frustration, impatience. You know, just um, you know, just maybe your 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 mouth, you know, isn't being profitable when you speak. I mean, so in in some sense, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you know, we need to be looking about uh, being godly and growing, which means that you know, wherever there is areas in our lives that aren't aren't lining up to, uh, you know, with, with to holiness, like well, be praying about it, uh, seeking uh, help. And, and continuing to confess. I mean, confession is a major key. We need to be confessing all the time. I mean, as soon as you see it, repent, confess of it, you know. Um, I mean, ideally, if you want to know, um, you know, if you're really taking, you know, what if you're taking your, your discipleship seriously, um, or maybe where you're failing, well, you know, ask some people. I mean, do you, but do you really care? I mean, th does your sin bother you? Like, if it doesn't bother you, um, you you're not going to be, going anywhere. I mean, if it doesn't bother you, you're, you, you're going to just try to be a people pleaser and, and actually not be killing your sin. Um, but we need to fear the Lord. And so I love in, in Proverbs uh, 3, I think it's 5, 6, where it's, you know, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. But at the very end, a lot of people miss, but and turn away from evil. Like fearing the Lord means you're going to be turning away from evil. 
Like, so be learning, growing and mature, like in a mature way that you, know, you can discern between good and evil. What is, what is, what, you know, what is good and what is better, you know, and, and making sure that your decisions more and more are leading towards holiness. You know, I mean, we're not wanting to play around with our sins. So, I mean, if you're not taking your sins seriously, um, it's because you actually aren't hating your sin. You're you're actually wanting to, you know, quarantine it into a little corner and hopefully just keep it to where it's not bad. But and it is bad. But you know, we get this idea like, oh, this is okay. This isn't. I mean, you know, it's only like the corner of the house. If it's like if it was rampant throughout the house, that would be a problem. But no, any sin needs to be killed. It doesn't matter on what level it is. Like sin is sin. It dishonors God. Jesus Christ paid for sins and he and He came to save people from their sins. And that should be a reality in your life. So, you know, be praying. Uh, if you don't have accountability in your life, you need to get some accountability. Um, if you don't have some older and more mature saints, um, that, that you need to find those kind of people. You know, uh, I feel like um, the Lord has given me so many godly friends that like there is no way to get outside of these boundaries. I mean, I have really put boundaries in that keep me um, in, in line. And, you know, there are people in my life who are not afraid to tell me like, that's wrong. That was sin. Like you need to repent of that. Like, what are you doing here? Asking questions, you know? So I, uh, I hope that you, um, consider like your sins. Uh, are you playing around with sins or, or are you killing it? And you know what, uh, you need to be killing, uh, your sin. And so if you're isolating yourself, there's no hope there. And so, but you know, the idea is Jesus here is calling for his disciples to take their sins seriously and to deal with it radically, which means kill it. So until next time, be godly and growing.